Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. Well, joining us now is McLaren Racing's Limited Director of Licensing, E-Commerce and Esports, Lindsay Etherhouse, alongside Crowded Media's group, Andrew Dix, to chat McLaren Racing Limited and the newest NFT release. Hello. Hi, my name is Andrew Dix. I am the founder of the Crowded Media Group. We're the publisher of Crowdfund Insider. And we are here today to talk about NFTs and the fan experience. And we have a truly incredible um, representative for NFTs here today. Uh, It's McLaren Auto Racing. McLaren is, of course, an iconic British brand. Uh, they are legendary in the, in the, the uh, racing world, won over 180 Grand Prix. Uh, they've been around for, you know, uh, decades, since 1963. And now they're getting into NFTs, non-fungible tokens. So um, we have here today a person who is leading that charge. Uh, Lindsay Eckhouse. She's the Director of Licensing, E-Commerce, and Esports for McLaren. So, Lindsay, I'm going to ask you briefly, you know, what exactly does that mean, that that big title? Tell me about that. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Nice to meet everyone. Really, really excited to be here. I probably should have put McLaren Racing in my title on the bottom, so apologies for that. But, um, So ultimately, I'm responsible for both our licensing business and our esports and gaming business. Um, On the licensing side, that means consumer products like merchandise and then content licensing like NFTs or or audio or video content and and distribution partnerships. And then on the esports and gaming side, it's everything that McLaren Racing as a sports team is looking to do, both in casual gaming and in esports, which covers a myriad of areas. Awesome. So um, I think what you're doing is is really really cool. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous because I'm and my you know a secret admirer of uh, race car drivers and and very fast vehicles. So you know how, how did you, I'm really curious. How did you get into this? I mean you know th- this sounds to be like just an awesome experience and a great leadership role for you. What's your background here? Yeah, um, I do love the role. So I I do feel very privileged to be here, if I'm honest. So I started my career um, in management consulting, did a short stint there and realized it wasn't for me. Um, Wanted to pivot into sport and entertainment. um, And and Andrew and I were were speaking earlier and I went to a graduate program very focused on sport and entertainment marketing. And from there went to IMG, which is a sports consultancy and and entertainment consultancy business. then to the NFL for seven years, then to an esports team out of Berlin called G2 Esports. Andrew, your dog wants to join the show. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> that's my intern. I'm sorry. Um, and then, and then uh, following a, a year or two and a half years at, at G2, um, joined McLaren Racing. So I've been with the business for about six months now. Awesome. <laughs> so sorry, sorry about the dog. Uh, she's a killer. You can hear that. <laughs> Um, so McLaren, so I think of McLaren, I think of McLaren racing, I think of formula one, I think of, of really fast, hot, sexy cars. Uh, I didn't until I didn't think about NFTs when I was first thinking about, uh, McLaren, how did McLaren racing decide to get into the, you know, NFT space? What's, what's the genesis of this decision? Yeah. 
I mean, when I joined the business, as I say, six months ago, um, NFTs were the hot topic, right? NBA had done um, a brilliant job with Top Shots. Uh, I think all rights holders or teams or leagues in sports were, were looking at that and thinking, what an interesting way to engage your fans. So joining this business, you know, we very much look at um, how do we engage our fans? What unique aspects can we use to engage our fans? And, and really, how do we put them at the center of, of sort of everything we do? And NFTs was really the next evolution of that. Um, and so when we started thinking of how do we build that strategy out, uh, we started talking to a few partners in the blockchain space to understand who could help us really prop this up and deliver this program that was authentic to us. Um, so we are obviously a racing business. Formula One is really our hero series. We also compete in esports, as I mentioned, um, IndyCar as well. And we're entering into a series called Extreme E, which is a fully electric sustainable series that goes around the world. And sustainability is actually something that, that really sits at our core and is something we're hugely focused on. So as we looked out into the blockchain space, um, Tezos became a really clear leader um, for us to start working with. And we engaged them. They've been amazing partners from a technical standpoint to help us really prop up the program and, and get it live. And we have launched, uh, I want to say it's a two and a half weeks ago and um, are, are doing really well. Two of our waves out of three that have been released have sold out. So we're seeing a lot of fan engagement and excitement with the, with the assets that we're releasing. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to jump back to the esports thing in a second because I think there's an interesting angle there, and, and, and I know you're an expert on esports as well. But going back to Tezos for a second, um, you don't have to do a deep dive in this, but I, but I think it was very interesting that that you selected Tezos, and we just had this this cool presentation just a minute ago that kind of you know highlighted some of the some of the the uh, points of using Tezos. Now, how many different blockchains did you review before? you decided, you know, Tezos was the one. And then what was the biggest justification for that? Yeah, you know, we talked to a few different potential partners in the space. Um, Tezos really came out as the most interesting one for us because of their focus on sustainability and for a lot of the reasons that everyone here just heard. I'm not a technical expert by any stretch of the imagination, so let me be very clear on that. But when we spoke to the team at Tezos, um, to their board, to Arthur, you know, we were the council, we were really impressed with that, their approach and, and how they were in this for the long haul. And that was ultimately why we decided they were the right partner and, and we got to a place where we could work with them. Awesome. That's, that's really interesting. So you mentioned a little bit about where you stand. You have McLarenRacingCollective.com, right? That's, that's the site. I actually went to it the other day. And and I got a I got a part for free. Um, I got a tire. Um, what? How is this program evolving? As I understand it, you can go there and you can buy and put together a McLaren race car. So where does that stand right now? Yeah. So the the overall concept for us to launch was what is our most precious asset as a racing team. And actually, that's our car. So there's a ton of intellectual property and proprietary CAD information that goes into the creation of our Formula One race car. It's called the um, MCL35M, a little bit of a mouthful. So we decided let's hero that car and figure out a way to make that the centerpiece of our program because it's what our avid fans who we wanted to engage through NFTs 
it's really what they care about. It's one of the main reasons, you know, petrol heads are, are obsessed with the sport. So the thinking was we can do a takedown of the official CAD. So we're not releasing anything that is too proprietary, right? We don't want another team stealing some of our um, secrets off of, off of these assets, but still took the official CAD from the race team and essentially exploded the car into 22 different components. And the thinking here is we would release each of these components in a series of waves. There'll be five waves in, in totality for this first drop. And the experience for our fans is come in, you get your first component for free. And after that, you purchase to engage and you win different items um, as you collect numerous parts of the car. So there's utility in these assets beyond the fact that we've never released anything that lets you look underneath, around, and at each component of the car in as much detail as you can here. So the thinking was really celebrate that MCL 35M, let our fans see each of these components up close and personal, and give them a pretty cool experience where they can work to collect, trade, or purchase their way into um, some amazing prizes. So, so you're using the actual CAD files. Those are pretty enormous, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the CAD files are, are mega, as, as they say in racing. We did, as I say, strip away some of the proprietary information or the proprietary information that's included there, but it's the official F1 CAD issued by our technical team. So each of these parts are actually built to spec which I think is super unique and nothing that we've ever released before. So it's, you don't get any of the top secret stuff, the, no. the, the, the secret sauce that makes you win, but you get the actual CAD and then you, you own it, right? You That's own true. it. Yep. You own, you own the component. Exactly. Um, and, and with that component, you know, it's a piece of the car. If you um, collect or purchase 10, you get signed merchandise. And if you're the first to actually create the full car, you get a VIP paddock club, which is our VIP hospitality experience in, in 2022. So in the in next season. Um, so it's it's an exciting, let's call it collector's game. And, and it's so far proven to be successful with our fans. Okay, so I was a little bit disappointed because I went to your website and I got my first part for free, but then I had to you know buy all these other parts that were available or they at one point they were available and they were all sold out. <laughs> so, so I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, build my car, um, which is unfortunate. Um, but then the other parts you have to pay, I think it was like around, you know, $14.99 a pop or something like this. So over, over the long run, is this a fan engagement plus revenue generator? How does that whole model, you know, blend together, you know, over the long run? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. The truth is we're still very much learning as we go here. Um, Tezos have been great at shepherding us into the space. And, and now as we're starting to drop digital collectibles and assets, we're really trying to figure out how does this work for us long-term. The first objective is fan engagement and really engaging in it with, with our fan base in a unique experience that they can't find anywhere else. So that's first and foremost, and we wanna keep that very true to the overall experience. Down the line, if that means a new revenue stream, a new vertical, brilliant. But that's not the main objective right now. But as I say, it's it's early days, early doors. So still learning um, as we as we continue down the journey. So, so did the were, there, were these first parts where they bought out like immediately? It's like boom, they were gone. Um, I'm assuming it was maybe days or hours. How long did it take for each 
each part to go? So the, the first wave that we released, we very deliberately um, emailed everyone that had signed up for the free asset in waves. So we didn't overwhelm the site because um, I think it could have probably sold out faster, but all of the assets sold out in about nine hours. Okay. And then interestingly, some of the components that are a little bit more ornate or intricate, like our steering wheel, like the chair or the seat, um, they've sold out in less than an hour, so minutes. Um, so it's, you know, we're, we're not minting a million of these, so we're keeping it limited very deliberately again, because you can take these assets outside of our experience into the Tezos ecosystem and start trading them in, in other marketplaces. Yeah, and if you're a car person, you're going to get this, you know, because if you're not a car person, you're like, you know, what are we talking about? But if you're a car person, you know, things like this, the seat, the steering wheel, the wheels, everything is just, it's vital, really. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess your, your target market, you know, it could be somebody like me who, who likes to, to, to drive too fast and I like fast cars. Um, is, you know, what's kind of the demographic of your target market? Are these, you know, all guys, or they, they, they're big mix, is it old, young, you know, what is your target market here? I would assume that kind of, because you're, you're, you're in the NFT space, you're doing blockchain, this is a little bit more technical for somebody that may be on, on the older side. I mean. Yeah, we very deliberately created the marketplace to ultimately be really seamless and look like just a regular, I guess, e-commerce store. So tried to hide some of the scariness of crypto and blockchain because our target here is our avid fan. Um, I feel a little bit ashamed saying that in a blockchain summit, but it's the truth. We know that our avid fans are maybe not as comfortable with the subject matter as everyone here would like them to be. And it, it's still an education process for them. So the thinking is go out to the avids, get them engaged in the experience and comfortable in the experience before introducing more elements of crypto and blockchain to them. Um, but our avid fan base is, is probably also not what you'd expect. I think Formula One fans are actually younger than many people realize, particularly with what Netflix has done with Drive to Survive. The sports really exploded with a younger audience. And we're about 40% female, 60% male. So you see a really wide, I guess, breadth of people coming into the experience. Most interesting, we've looked at the stats, over 50% of the buyers are under the age of, of 34 in, in terms of the uh, NFT marketplace that we have live. So we're certainly seeing that younger avid fan engage here, unsurprising, but still seeing, you know, some of our older avid fans really test it out and see, see what it's all about. Um, are you getting lots of questions from your older friends that they're saying, you know, what are you talking about? I have no idea what a non-fungible token is. Uh, are you getting some of that? Is there an education gap here? Yeah, def there's definitely a lot of communication we've put out there um, along with our partners around what are NFTs, why are they special, um, you know, what makes Tezos unique and, and how is it sustainable. So we're answering all those questions as proactively as possible. We've launched a Discord server to really support this and encourage a dialogue uh, with the community of people that are engaging in this collective. So. We're trying to get the message out there as best as possible to explain these are amazing, unique digital collectibles. The fact that they're built on blockchain only means that they're more authentic, right? And, and you can actually see how authentic they are. And those types of things we're still trying to explain to the audience. It's I'd call it a form of edutainment, which is 
um, a term we talk about internally, but. Okay, so I get the car. I'm lucky enough to put all the pieces together and I have a car. I own that car now. Can I sell that car? Is this something that I can, you know, buy, sell, and trade? You know, because if you're a car person, you, you have a big garage and you have 20 or 30 cars in there. And then every now and then you sell or you buy one. Is that something that you're doing now, going to be doing, or at some point in the future you plan to do? Yeah, we are. I mean, once you collect all its 22 components, you get issued the new NFT, which is the full MCL 35M car. Um, you still have the the individual components. They don't burn away, uh, but we will lock them so you can't trade them and help more people, you know, win the, the sort of VIP experience that you get um, when uh, creating the actual car. In future, you will be able to trade this, sell this, um, interact with this and, and see the value in it in both the marketplace we currently have, but also, as I say, by just exporting it into the Tezos ecosystem and working on one of their other marketplaces. So there's a lot of value in this full car and, and there's only going to be a limited amount that are able to be created in totality. What about mods and enhancements? I mean, that's a thing too. Yep. So future drops, we will be creating enhancements. So interesting to note, you know, if you're a Formula One fan, um, our car that we've released to date is the initial car we started the 2021 season with. The enhancements, which would which will be our second drop, will take that car to the Monza winning car that Daniel Ricciardo was driving when he actually got first place in, in Italy earlier this year. And then the last drop will be something that's um, very exciting and also continues to allow us to hero the car. Um, and that'll be our last drop for the year. But you know, we're thinking of how do we hero the car? How do we continue to build this momentum around the car? And then in 2022, you know, no telling what we'll end up doing. I think there's a lot of opportunity to get super creative and bring a lot of different types of collectibles and, and assets to, to our audience. Yeah. Well, so you have 60 years, 60 years plus of racing heritage. You know, you have this this whole catalog or portfolio of, of amazing vehicles. Is that kind of part of the roadmap where you're going to go back and some of these legacy collectible cars are going to become legacy digital collectible cars? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, there's a million ideas that we're currently trying to just drill down in. Um, but but as you say, in 2023, we'll be 60, actually. So we're almost 60. But it is this incredible right history of racing, winning. We're one of the only teams to have won what's called the Triple Crown, which means the Indy 500, Le Mans and Formula One in the same year. You know, there's a lot that we can do with that almost 60 year history. And now it's about how do we how do we ensure that we create different assets that excite our audience, but have utility. And then how do we incorporate more of this gaming angle? I love the concept of collectible games or actually racing the car against another car or creating an actual game for these NFTs. And I think hopefully that's something we look at in the future, but all, all TBD, as I say, early doors. So we're still trying to define all of that and, and learn um, as much as we can in this first few months. Okay, so what about the metaverse? Since we're, we're already kind of like talking a little bit about gaming, that absolutely makes sense. But tell me about your thoughts on the metaverse. It's a, it's a hot topic right now. You know, Zuckerberg is already, you know, trying to migrate Facebook to meta. Uh, it, it's all the rage. You guys have got to be talking, thinking about meta when it comes to McLaren cars. Absolutely. I mean, 
we would be remiss not to, right? Um, the thinking here is, so I sit on the racing side of the business. We have a whole other team that actually sit on the automotive side of the business and, and manage sort of the production and selling of all of the supercars and streetcars that go out there. And a metaverse opportunity brings our worlds together. And I mean, that to us is super exciting. So the strategy is in process. Um, what that means for where McLaren Racing Collective goes, I think is only more exciting and more engagement. So um, the opportunities, right, as you all know, are endless. Um, what we will do there to be determined. Um, I think we're close to a couple of really interesting concepts and starting to test a couple things, but that'll all be in the future and you'll have to wait and see. Yeah, so you're you're also, you're big in esports and you have kind of like an uh, esport vertical are these the, the same cars that are, that are going to be used for esports? I mean, how does that how does that mesh? How do these you know these NFTs you know mesh? Can, can I can I buy an NFT and then use it in Grand Theft Auto and like go crazy with it? I mean, is this is that an option too? Um, that is not an option within the McLaren world yet, but potentially, right? Could be. Um, so our esports team compete in F1 esports and a couple other um, sim racing focused series. We are expanding um, into some new games going into next year that aren't as sim racing focused that allow us to, Andrew, do things like you just mentioned, connect these worlds together a little bit more. Um, and I think, you know, that's the sweet spot for us. If we can start bringing our esports and gaming audience into the more avid F1 audience, that crossover is really interesting and it creates more engagement with the fan and, and more opportunities for them to consume McLaren Racing. So that, that's a space that we love to play in. Yeah. So you're just getting started right now. It's, it's really cool. It sounds like, you know, things are going really well initially. 12 months from now, where do you anticipate your entire NFT project will, will be? I mean, you must, you have like your first kind of iteration out the gate that went well, people were interested in it. You have a lot of demand. What are your expectations a year from now? I think it's too early to tell, right? Some of this technology is still um, emerging and, and there's not much, um, I, I can't see into the future to understand what we will know by then or won't know by then, right? But I think we are in an interesting position or trying to set ourselves up to take advantage of new tech and new opportunities as they emerge. So we very much um, in partnership with Tezos are able to look at these and lean into them. So whatever that means. I think as we look towards releasing more assets, that'll probably start to get us closer to a metaverse strategy. And we'll try to come together with our partners in automotive, try to come together with some of our other initiatives like esports, like race, you know, simulated racing. Um, and I think all of those have a really interesting place to play together. But I couldn't tell you if that's a year away. Um, it might be a little longer, it might be less. You never know. Yeah. So um it's really interesting because, you know, the NFTs have been, actually, they've been around for quite some time. It really, you know, hit the headlines when you had some really big uh, purchases in, in the art world. And from my point of view, you know, racing cars are, are art too. How big do you think this can become? I mean, do you foresee a future where, where people are going to be bidding up these vehicles? Is that a, is that a possibility? Is it a, is it a probability or a dream or you just don't know right now? Uh, for, for that, I really don't know enough. I think for us on the racing side, 
the more important angle to this is almost low price, high volume assets, because we want to be able to engage as many fans as possible. And um, we're already seen as, I guess, more of a premium luxury brand, right? But on the racing side, we want to be accessible as well. So I don't want to price people out necessarily. And therefore, we're trying to do what we can to embrace really as many people into this experience. So I actually equate it to microtransactions inside video games, right? If you can engage more people across these um, smaller transactions, but at a higher volume, you give them more opportunities to care, to engage, to be part of it. And that to me is the angle that that we're really trying to, to bring forward and, and embrace. That's This is all really, really cool. I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited for, for McLaren. Um, I think our time is, uh, is about up. Do you have any passing words or words of wisdom you want to share with us, Lindsay? No, I just think there's such amazing um, knowledge coming out of this summit. Um, I feel very honored to, to have been invited to, to join you, Andrew, and have this discussion and check out McLaren Racing Collective and let me know what you think. Feel free to get in touch. Would, would love the feedback. Absolutely. So check out McLarenRacingCollective.com. You Correct. can learn about everything there. And thank you to everybody at the uh, LA Blockchain Summit. You guys rock.